Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Winnie. And this is the Gen Asian Podcast. Get comfortable and listen in as we explore the unique identity and experiences of Asian Canadian millennials. Welcome back to another episode of Gen Asian. I'm just going to kick it off with my one thing that, that happened a couple episodes ago I, where we had talked about Valentine's Day and love. I had mentioned that things were a little bit rocky with the person I was seeing. And the thing that I was reflecting on this week was like how great all my friends were when they all like kind of stepped up in a time of need. And I think when you move away, people are always like, oh, reach out whenever you need something or you need help or like something big happens. And I feel like after everything that happened, I was like, oh yeah, like my friends totally did step up. And I think in a new environment, it's easy to feel like you have no support network, but it was comforting to know with the internet that there is really a support network. So that was kind of what I was thinking about this week. Yeah, I find that since I've moved, the one thing that is the most heartwarming for me and makes me realize like how grateful I am for my friends is when I visit home, everyone like reaches out and like wants to see you because they miss you and like it's also just like so comforting to be able to spend time with people who know you well and you know still care about you and miss you even though you like live in a different city. Well, my one thing is related to our topic today. Um, so there were these guys that I were seeing, I was seeing um, over the last year, and some of them faded. Some of them we just kind of mm. agreed to like not see each other because we just needed a break or whatever. Yeah. They were, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, we just stopped seeing each other. Like in the last month or two, I feel like three different guys have reached out to me like oh back from the dead kind of thing to like <laughs> revived I'm yeah revived. <laughs> like just to I mean like they were like oh let's catch up or let's talk or just kind of checking so in funny. on like how I'm doing and I was like what the hell is happening right now like <laughs> I don't know I guess some of them I was like have moved on and like had no intention of reviving it but this week I did see one of them Again, I wasn't planning to kind of restart whatever it was we had, but I felt like just like common courtesy. He said he wanted to catch up. So I just hmm. met up with him to see what he wanted. I don't know. Maybe it's the new year. They're like yeah, trying like to weird timing. restart <laughs> things, weird but timing. like it just happened all within a very like short time period. So I thought that was yeah. funny and interesting. Of the like three people who have reached out to me kind of recently, one of the it's funny I've like sent Michelle the screenshots, but like, like the last time I messaged him was back in July, and then he messaged like three months afterwards, just being like, "Hey, how's it going?" I didn't reply to that message. Another three months afterwards, <laughs> he messages, "Hey, how's it going?" God. Again, my friends are just like, "Just block him," or like reply to him and say that you're not interested i'm like no i just want him to think that i changed my number and that it's like the wrong number like i'm definitely not replying to that one so funny it's like i had um commented it was like he had like a three-month reminder on his calendar to go message yeah it does feel like that and it's like each text gets more desperate (laughs) like it's really sad actually to be to go back to kind of the topic of our conversation he was a hundred percent a fuckboy 
his profile was like there was like no mistaking first of all that he was a fuck boy and that like wanted something casual two out of like five of his photos were like gym photos or like him doing like pull-ups or like half naked sorry like topless <laughs> that's what i mean <laughs> let me clarify <laughs> and then like um the other ones were like him at a club in like a tight t-shirt like tattoos showing it was clear yeah like, yeah it was very clearly clear a fuck boy. Fuck boy. yeah yeah and then like the prompts are also like all meaningless you know like it doesn't mm. like it doesn't show that he's like actually looking for something serious or like a meaningful interaction if you want to call it that yeah but you matched with him too so i know I mean. but this is okay so i guess this is something that my friends have kind of made fun of me about as well but like i just don't know the like name of the game this is like very early on in my online dating so i was like okay he's like attractive i don't know we'll just see how <laughs> things go like i don't know God. i guess that was what my thought was and like i knew it wasn't going to be anything serious Oh, our conversation was like, okay. The bar is so low. Oh my god, the bar is low. <laughs> the bar is so low. But yeah, anyway, so I was like, I'll just meet up and see how it goes. Didn't see him after that first date. He was very clearly fuckboy vibes. I felt very judged on our first date. Yeah, but I mean, the fuckboy was, you match with him. And I think we were actually chatting about this, how like fuckboys are kind of appealing. Like there's like um charming, like bad boy vibe and it just reminds me um i think a couple episodes ago you're like oh i typically go for the quiet bad boy or something like that <laughs> i was like that is the epitome of the guy that you went on a date with friends who have known me for a while also know that i have like a soft spot for fuck boys the joke but it's like kind of not a joke is that i am instantly like attracted to people wearing like backwards hats patterned button up I have oh a soft God. spot for that, and I don't know why. It gives me, like, Ash Ketchum vibes from Pokemon <laughs> with the backwards hat, unbuttoned, buttoned-up shirt with the pattern on it. That's, 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 we vibe. <laughs> I don't know. And, oh, also the, like, Asian hairstyle that, like, every single the guy spiky? had. spiky? It's not spiky. It's, like, the comb-over. It's short on the sides and long on yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, the... swoops. Yeah, yeah. There must be, like, an actual name for it, but it's, like, the swoop-over. Yeah, I'm, I'm like such a sucker for that. I don't think I am anymore. Are you sure? <laughs> I am not sure. <laughs> but I definitely was a sucker for that look before. For any single guys out there that's interested in Winnie, <laughs> you know the look now. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from fuckboys, okay? So maybe not advertise that. I think what I want is a reformed fuckboy. Like, someone who was a fuckboy. Do you know what I mean? Like, someone who was a fuckboy in the yeah. past, but have, like, gotten over that phase, but, like, still has a little bit of that. They have a dirty past, but now they're good. What about you, Michelle? What are your thoughts on fuckboys? Like, I do agree that they're appealing and charming, and I think it's, like, the confidence. I think the reason why I like fuckboys in a way is that they're, like, usually, like, athletic or, like, takes care of themselves in a way. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that is a quality that I look for and so that's why potentially I think fuckboys are good but at the same time I think they're so good at making you want them like mm -hmm. they just know how to like get your attention and or make it seem like they want you yeah but in reality they're just like kind of playing with your feelings yeah yeah why like what is it that they do that gets your attention 
there's like a that like bad boy vibe in a way mm-hmm. like they're like mysterious it seems like there's more to uncover behind them yeah that like makes me a bit intrigued i guess you were saying how like i'd look for someone with depth mm-hmm. and i think that's true and i think that sometimes the fuck boy it feels like there could be depth there because of their like crazy past in 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 a way yeah, you know? yeah. that's why I, I agree with your reformed fuck boy type like i agree because <laughs> i feel like there could be depth from his like past that yeah. he could like learn from and he yeah. has like a good sense of style and is confident i don't know i guess like the definition of a fuck boy is that like they kind of get your attention and then once they have your interest then they like drop you you know or like yeah. oh, it's like they wanted to sleep with you and like once they get that they are no longer interested and it kind of like leaves you feeling i don't know if gross is the right word but just like a bit like empty <laughs> about the interaction i think part of the intrigue is also that they're like a bit distant but like it's like just enough it's like they give you just enough to like have interest but like also like keeps you chasing a little bit i think it's the chase that like intrigues me in a way it makes me feel like oh like if i just like get to know them a little bit more or spend more time with them then you can kind of uncover the missing piece mm-hmm. and there's like a bit of excitement behind that yeah for sure have you actually like dated a fuckboy though i don't think i've like fully dated a fuckboy but there's been like i don't know <laughs> there's people that are kind of like fuckboys but then they kind of show their cards and like call it quits they're like hey look i'm not looking for anything serious i think you're looking for something more than that Mm -hmm. and so they like end it in a way yeah so sometimes it feels like they're a bit of a fuck boy but then they also like oh i don't want to be a shit like asshole Mm -hmm. so then they like come clean i don't know if that's like a real fuck boy because i feel like a real fuck boy would just like play with your feelings the entire time yeah like i feel like that's actually like a very respectful thing to do to be like, oh, hey, we're actually like not on the same page. I'm looking for something casual and you are looking for something mm-hmm. more serious. So I'm just like not going to not going to like yeah, knowing that this. like if we continue, like you're going to get hurt. So I actually think that's like yeah. like a really positive. Yeah. Positive, respectful mm-hmm. interaction. Because yeah. like the alternative is, I think, like ghosting. I mean, I have been ghosted before and it is the worst. <laughs> like it's actually <laughs> the worst. But sometimes I think it's okay to ghost. Is it? Like, <laughs> like when, I think under it, what circumstances do you ghost? Like, if it's super early. Like, if it was only one date, you both knew that it wasn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's, like, fine. I don't think you need to text them being like, hey, like, it was nice to meet up, but I don't want to, like, pursue anything further. I think it's fine to just leave it because it's it was only one interaction really right like yeah i don't think they you need to do that because in a way the breakup text quote unquote is kind of harsh like it's very direct and a bit painful to read yeah but i think that's so much better than like like the having the clear closure is so much better than leaving it ambiguous yeah but is it better to kind of just leave it ambiguously like oh we're not gonna see each other versus like hey i don't I don't know. I guess it's the certainty that they don't like you. If you're uncertain about whether or not they like you, like, wouldn't you kind of want them to reach out? Or you're, you're like, you're going to be thinking about it. Like, you're like, oh, why haven't they reached out yet? I thought the date went well. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's always guess, better yeah. to be clear with the communication. I have gotten into the habit of just sending a message if I'm not interested. 
I think I've ghosted personally, I've ghosted twice. So one was with that like fuckboy that I was talking about earlier. The second time was more of what you call like a mutual ghost, but for me it was like he was the one that kind of set it in stone because so we had planned to meet up on a Sunday, and then 5 p.m. rolls around and he's like, oh shit, I actually forgot about oh, no. our date. Do you wanna come? I'm like hanging out with my friends. Do you wanna like come hang out for drinks? And I was like, no. <laughs> like I was just like, yeah. you know, like just like, uh, you know, like have fun with your friends. And then I think we just like both didn't message yeah, after that. No, Cause like for me, I was like, how could you like forget about our forget. date? And like he didn't try and make it up afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just like, okay, that's okay for a mutual ghost to happen, you know? Well, I think the fact that he forgot about the date is like, he wasn't even that interested. Yeah, in yeah, exactly. Like, so that's what, what I was, I was thinking that too. So I was like, all right, I mean, like you showed me that you're not super interested and you have not made an effort to try and make plans again. So we're just gonna leave it at that. Have you ever been ghosted, Michelle? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have a good story to tell. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this person would have considered it ghosting, but I definitely considered it ghosting. So we were like seeing each other and I don't know, we're just talking over text kind of casually. And then all of a sudden I sent this text and like he didn't reply for two weeks. And like this was before where we were like texting like every day, every other day kind of thing. Like it wasn't super infrequent, but it was not super frequent either. Yeah. But like two weeks is a long time, you know? Like I think it was like two and a half weeks. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what is this guy doing? And at work, I was like listening into a stat where how consumers open their text message within three minutes of receiving. How did you not open your phone and like see my message for two weeks? Like even if you forgot, you would have kind of like gone back and by that time seen it. hundred percent, yeah. So I was just like, this is like dumb. Like I was so over it. I was kind of like mad because Mm -hmm. this was like someone that I went on like multiple dates with was someone that I knew from other mutual friends. So I felt like there was, I deserved more than that than to just be like kind of like ghosted out of what was happening. Mm -hmm. But then three weeks after I had sent the message, um, I get this like long message being like, oh, I'm so sorry. I've just been thinking about it. And it was just like, I don't think you're like the right person for me. And it was like a long explanation oh my God. text. I was already over him at that point because yeah. you haven't texted me for so long. And it just yeah, like, yeah. felt like he was like reopening a wound. He's oh, like putting salt yeah. on the wound. And yes. I was like, this just like burns. Like I was so mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, if you're going to ghost me, just ghost me forever. Don't text me a month later being like, I'm so sorry. And like with an explanation, like I don't need yeah. that. Just, just leave it. It definitely made me feel like shit. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And so, like, I have empathy for the people that are ghosted. I've definitely ghosted a couple times in the past as well, because it's just the easy way out. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right in that it's probably just, like, more mature and better etiquette to just send out, like, a short and concise note. Yeah. Although, to go back to your story, I think... I actually would prefer personally for them to send me a message because then I know, yes, in some ways they're kind of like reopening a wound, but then it's like they're reopening it and then I can like completely close it off, you know, because then now I know there's no like uncertainty or ambiguity. But I agree that like three weeks is way too long 
for that message to come. Like, he should have sent that message, like, after, let's say, like, two days. I can understand if someone's trying to, like, work through what they're trying to figure out what they want. Mm -hmm. But I would prefer if they just even said, like, hey, I'm trying to figure stuff out right now. Like, just, like, let people know you're going to be a bit distant. Yeah. So you're not, like, questioning it. Because it was, like, a very like innocent text of like oh what's like what are you doing right now or like what are you doing this weekend kind of mm-hmm. very casual like there was no ill intentions there and like yeah. how to not get a reply to that is just like like where did they go like what happened yeah. you know it just yeah. so jarring i've actually had yeah. something similar happen to me like we were texting daily basically and then it was kind of fading out to like maybe like once a day and then it went to like a week he had his read receipts on. He didn't read the message for a week. And I'm like, yeah, right. You're like, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely like saw my notification and then just swiped it away. And then you're like, okay, I'll reply to this like when I feel like it. Like, I don't know. I guess I was just a bit direct about it and kind of called him out. And I was just like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Like, I'm interested in seeing you. If you're not interested in me, just let me know. Just tell me you're not interested so I'm not like thinking about it and being like, why haven't you texted me back in a week? I'm happy if they are just like, oh, hey, like life is really busy, work's really busy right now. So, you know, I'm going to be a bit more distant. Like I don't need someone to like constantly be texting me, but Mm -hmm. like you have to tell me, you know, you have to be upfront about it. For sure. Recently, I've also been like ghosted where... I messaged something like pretty casual that is like easy to reply to and then he read it maybe like let's say an hour later and literally has just not replied for like weeks and I'm like what the hell and then it's like oh they're still like creeping on my social media and like watching my (laughs) stories and stuff but like you can't even give me like a courtesy like hey not interested or like yeah hey I'm busy you know there has been times where I, like, know I have to tell them that I'm not interested. And then I, like, have this, like, lingering. It's like, oh, I don't want... I need to do this thing, but I want to do it. So you just, like, push it away. It's, like, it's like anxiety about the breakup, sending that breakup message to the person because you just... I don't know. It's hard, you know? It's hard to Mm -hmm. do the thing. Oh, for Um, sure. So I, I feel like sometimes it goes longer than I probably would want on the receiving end of things where I end up, like, lingering too much. It did remind me of there was a time, it's kind of embarrassing to call out. I I was like anticipating to send that message, but I was like busy at work. And so I was kind of just distracting myself with work and life Mm -hmm. and all, everything else that was going on. And he sent me like a ghost emoji out of like, (laughs) I had not texted him back and I just get this emoji and I was like, oh Oh my God. Just calling you out on your shit. I know, he was calling you out on my shit. And and then at that point I was like, okay, well, I gotta suck it up and do it now. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I think I texted him back a couple hours after that, but like before that, it was probably like a couple days, maybe a week, where I, I was just like trying uh. to text him, but like haven't gone around to figuring out what to say yet. Yeah, yeah, that's too long, Michelle. Like I a know, few days I know. or a week. <laughs> <laughs> I like now have like a template of like a rejection oh message. <laughs> I don't know. It just makes it a bit easier. You know, just something short and respectful and clear that I can just like tweak a little bit and send it off. Oh my god. I guess the people won't ever know that it's like a template. Yeah, it's actually in my Google Keep 
and the title is Rejection Message. And then oh it's like, it's like mainly fill in the blanks. You know, adult version of like Mad Libs, you like literally just oh fill God. in the like name. <laughs> it's just like a reference guide, a little bit of help to put yeah. some structure in a weird, it's a hard message. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, just like switching topics a little. So you introduced me to a new term recently, and it's called mm-hmm. love bombing. Can you explain a little bit? Lady? Yeah. So love bombing is the initial period where they kind of like shower you with a lot of attention and interest. And that's how they like reel you in. They basically will like ghost you right after. I guess the like thing about it is that it's very like hot and cold. So it's like mm. initially they're like super interested. They tell you all these like nice things and sh- make it seem like they're super interested. And then all of a sudden they kind of like drop off the face of the earth and like maybe ghost you or they're just like super cold. And mm. in some ways I find that's like what makes it super appealing because you're like constantly chasing for that initial like affection and interest. I don't know. For me, it's just like feels so selfish I don't know. I like I this has happened to me actually a few times where I've been like love bombed. It makes me so angry cuz like they were clearly just like playing with my feelings is basically mm. what it was, right? Cuz yeah. it's like, oh, they tell you all these things like how you're unique and special and how they're like super interested in you and how you're like super cool. When they feel like flipping the switch, they just like are super cold and it just like makes you makes you feel like shit. That's how I know someone is a fuckboy, is like when they do that, and it's like they know how to manipulate your feelings, basically. Hmm. For me, anyway, it makes me just like constantly think about like, oh, it was so good in the beginning, like, when am I gonna get that again? And it just like keeps me hanging on for way longer than I should. Hmm. I've never actually never heard about this term before, but like the hot and cold, I'm like, is it just regular? Like when it's like, oh, at the beginning stages of a relationship, it's, like, all so good. And then all of a sudden, when it gets deeper, they, like, kind of pull away. And, like, are they... Do you think that they're meaning to do that? Or maybe it's just, like, what they're used to doing. Like, they're a bit emotionally unavailable. Hmm. And so they, like, are able to show affection when they aren't really that emotionally invested. But when they finally get deep enough that they are, they kind of, like, pull back. But I have found that like some people do it intentionally to like kind of get Mm. your interest or like get you to sleep with them and then it's like once you sleep with them and they like get cold like that's how you know you were getting manipulated like very explicitly Mm. getting manipulated versus like i don't know i can sometimes give people the benefit of the doubt that maybe they are like have commitment issues or like you said like a bit emotionally unavailable and that's why they're pulling back and so they're doing it kind of unintentionally yeah but i found that like in my case and maybe i'm just like still angry about it i'm like i feel like they were <laughs> definitely manipulating me you know like mm. it was definitely intentional i actually had our friend ask me an interesting question um this week though because i was kind of complaining about how men are shit basically <laughs> <laughs> and my friend was like are men shit or are you just interested in men that are shit that, I don't know, that hit me, like, pretty hard, because I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, I'm <laughs> pretty sure it's the latter, but I don't want to admit it. Yeah, maybe I'm just, like, interested and attracted to that, like, emotionally unavailable fuckboy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. I mean, the whole idea of love bombing really reminds me of, like, 
pyramid schemes in a way. Showering someone with affection and then like manipulating them. It, I just, it's not just like fuck boys and dating that like goes into so many aspects of life where people are just like narcissists manipulating other people, you know? Yeah. It's happened to me a few times and after every time I'm like, okay, I'm going to see it for what it is and like I'm going to know for next time, but I get sucked in every yeah. single time, you know? It's just like when you're in it and they're like showing you all the affection and telling you these like sweet nothings, you just like get roped in and it's so annoying. Yeah. Like I'm like, why do I not have the ability to, to like yeah, see through it? And it's like sometimes I think I do. I'm like a bit skeptical when it happens but like it just feels so nice that you're like nah like just gonna go with the flow you know (laughs) just overlook it you know it's okay and then you get burned later (laughs) oh yeah for sure okay well should we answer our final question um this week's interesting question is what dating advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> Don't fall for fuck boys. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, what dating advice would I give my younger self? I think it would just to be like, I think like nobody's perfect and just like, just do it. Just try it. Mm-hmm. Try it out because I think the process of dating is in itself the learning opportunity to mm-hmm. figure out what you actually are looking for in ways. Like, I feel like I was like late to date, but getting in early is not necessarily like a bad thing because then you can learn more lessons on the journey versus Mm -hmm. just like avoiding the entire process and being like oh I'm gonna wait until I'm like ready or like you don't feel like confident yet and there's something to be said about just trying even though you might not think the person is like perfect Mm -hmm. I think like I was always like looking for perfection but that doesn't exist It's hard because I think also when you're dating as a teen, which I think is like a very unique experience, you also just don't have a very developed frontal cortex. So it's like you do stupid (laughs) shit and you like always think this is the one, this is the person I'm going to marry. And it's like clearly that's like very few of them actually end up like that. But I think there's also like great memories from like dating younger when you just like don't know better and Mm -hmm. like you both don't know better, right? It's just like... It's just fun. Yeah, it's know, a bit more like itself. innocent and you're not like thinking about like life compatibilities the yeah. same way you would maybe when you're older. It's just like, oh, I like this person. Let's just date yeah. and like yeah. keep going and see how things go. Yeah, it's just like innocent and fun. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's great. So that would be my advice. Um, I think my dating advice to my younger self is to recognize like red flags earlier and to leave a situation where a deal breaker kind of shows himself because either I've like dragged on relationships knowing that there was a deal breaker in it or I've just refused to like look at it and kind of pretended it wasn't there mm-hmm. um, but it's like inevitably things will have to end because it's a deal breaker so I think it's just like having the confidence to end things earlier and not drag it out because once you have the mental clarity to acknowledge that you there's a deal breaker, like it's just mature to be like, hey, sorry, this is not going to move on. Like this is not going to work out. Yeah. Like it's so hard in the moment, you know, like when you're in a relationship and it's comfortable and you like the person and like maybe things aren't wrong in the moment, but it's like, okay, down the line, you see that this deal breaker could actually end things or you know things aren't going to work out for that reason it's really hard to be future thinking 
when things in the moment in the present are good yeah i think the longer you're in a relationship the harder it is to just like cut it off so that's why it's just like yeah that's that's good advice to if you know something's off then just call it quits early because it if it feels hard now it's gonna feel harder yeah down the road 100 percent, it's gonna feel harder as time goes on okay well that's the end of this episode i guess yeah we'll talk to you guys next time Bye. bye so that's the end of this episode if you liked what you heard please share it with a friend and we want to hear from you so tell us what you think by leaving a rating and review on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast app it helps support us and we appreciate the feedback you can also find us on social media on instagram as jen.asian or you can reach us directly via email at jen.asianpod at gmail.com again that's jen.asianpod at gmail.com talk to you soon bye